welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. Late one night, a little after 2 a.m., the quiet on Prospect Hill was shattered by screams of, Help! Murder! It was a hot summer night, and people in the neighborhood were sleeping with their windows open. In 1893, electric fans had not yet made their way into general use, and air conditioning was non-existent. The panic screaming continued and woke the neighbors. Many people dressed quickly and hurried to the building. Six men rushed into the apartment of Frank Rogers and came upon a violent, gruesome scene. Rogers was covered in blood. He was yelling incoherently and flailing away while being held to the floor by two men. Fremont Williams and Daniel Griggs were battling with Rogers. The men shared that Rogers was attempting to commit suicide and had repeatedly stabbed himself in the neck with a fork. The two men welcomed the help of others, and together, they were able to gain control of Rogers and bind his arms and legs together. The Vermont Phoenix reported that Frank Rogers had been acting like a madman. Rogers' condition was so dangerous that people from Tenement House feared he might escape, so it was decided to place him in the asylum for safekeeping. What had happened? Frank Rogers was a heavy drinker. The newspaper reported that Roger was addicted to alcohol for two decades. He began drinking when he was 10 years old and found that he had little self-control. His wife and parents kept an eye on him, and with their support, he had been able to maintain a job at the William Carriage Shop. However, for the past two weeks, his parents and wife had been away, and Rogers indulged excessively in intoxicants. Frank Rogers' boss, Fremont Williams, advised him to try the new liquor cure. The Morrell Liquor Cure Institute of Vermont established its first branch office in the Crosby Block in May 1893. Daniel Griggs from the real estate firm of Griggs & Perry acted as general manager for the institute, and Dr. Benjamin Franklin Ketchum served as the physician in charge. A popular alcohol treatment program known as the Keeley Gold Cure had been around for about 10 years. It was a four-week residential program that was the first in the country to treat alcoholism as a medical condition instead of a social shortcoming. Keeley Gold Cure patients received injections of a secret formula created by a doctor and chemist. One of the ingredients was a gold derivative, so the injection became known as the Gold Cure. The four-week program was therapeutic and included counseling. The patients lived in a spa-like environment to promote a healthy lifestyle. Many elements of the Keeley Gold Cure were similar to Wesselhoff's water cure from 50 years earlier. Like the local water cure, Keeley's program became very popular with wealthy Americans and celebrities, like William Faulkner. In 1892, an Iowa chemist named Fred Morrow teamed up with Dr. Charles Snyder to create what became known as the Morrow Liquor Cure. It was quickly marketed around the country. The Morel Cure was different from the Healy Cure in that it claimed to offer the same results without having patients leave work or change their lifestyle. The Morel Liquor Cure was an injection that was administered three times a day. Patients just needed to come to the office for the injections. The shot was seen as an anecdote to the constant use of poisonous intoxicating liquors. The secret ingredients in the needle were thought to neutralize the poisons found in alcohol. Frank Rogers had received four days of moral injection treatments when he attempted to take his own life. There were conflicting reports as to what had caused Rogers to act in this way. Some thought he was suffering from a severe form of alcohol withdrawal known as the DTs. 
In that situation, people can hallucinate and become very hyperactive. Others thought he was having a severe reaction to the secret ingredients in the gold cure injection. Analysis of secret gold cure formulas from around the country found that, besides the gold derivative, there were also traces of ammonia, morphine, cocaine, strychnine, cannabis, willow bark, and alcohol in various samples tested in independent labs. The formulas were not regulated and were not uniform across the country. Some of these ingredients in different combinations could have caused Rogers to hallucinate and become very hyperactive as well. In 1893, the Morel Looker Cure opened 19 branch offices throughout Vermont. However, by 1895, all but the Brattleboro branch had closed. In 1896, the Brattleboro branch also closed. It seems the success of the Keeley Cure was connected to the residential therapeutic nature of the program more than the secret ingredients found in the injections. Frank Rogers continued to receive injections. A few months later, in a Vermont Phoenix advertisement for the Moral Liquor Cure, Rogers claimed to be cured of all his alcohol addictions. Unfortunately, a review of later court reports finds that Frank Rogers was still suffering from alcoholism in 1897 and again in 1900. The moral injections did not provide him with the lasting cure. Addictions in American culture have been with us a long time. The gold treatment was promoted as a cure for alcoholism, morphine, opium, and tobacco addictions. In the 1890s, local alcohol sales were illegal, but there were two distilleries within walking distance of downtown. They were both located in Hinsdale and provide ample access to hard liquor for anybody who wanted to travel across the Connecticut River Bridge. 130 years later, addictions continue to plague our culture. We'd like to thank Pfeiffer, Jackson, Noah, Evan, Rose, and Isabel for reading This Week in Brattleboro History. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.